Sometimes I just can't set up specific conversation with my guest, Rick Manning, because by the time we get to uh, talk about it, uh, there's something else that's higher on the list of priorities. Uh, information, disinformation. My uh, my boss does a comment every morning, and uh, it was this morning on disinformation. And half of my listeners think that Scott Robert Shaw is lying to people because his opinion is different from half or two-thirds of the listeners. Rick Manning, good morning. Thanks for listening or talking with us this morning. You must talk to liars every single day. (laughs) I'm in Washington, D.C., so that kind of speaks for itself. Wow. um, Yeah, here's one of the challenges. When you call something disinformation, you're, you're saying it is deliberately being put out as a to to mislead people and so i i don't like that term but you know we can i'll give you a simple example joe biden says this is the greatest economy in the history of the world okay or this is the greatest economy in the world um right now and he and he points to job numbers which are are really good okay americans if you essentially if you want a job you can get a job um, although my brother would contest that in California. The, uh, so you have a, but you have a lot of jobs available. You have a limited labor workforce. Unemployment rate is 3.6%. Um, so you can make a pretty darn good case that the, employ- that the employment economy is really good. On the other hand, you can make the same case that those workers are making less money than, and raises are smaller than inflation, that we're working harder for less for less real buying power, and that there's never been more instability in the economy, at least in the last, you know, apart from COVID-19, in the, since the 1970s due to inflation. Both facts are true. Okay, huh. it's just a matter of how you interpret those facts and what you choose to put the emphasis on. Sure. That's the tough part. And so when Biden says we need to boost the productivity, the, the, the productive capacity of oil and gas in the United States, isn't he what, what he's not secretly, but what he's quietly saying is we need all the other countries on the planet who provide gas, oil uh, and, and natural gas to produce more so we can have it because we're not going to do that in our country. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that is what he's saying. That's the behind the scenes because the fact yeah. of the matter is, a, you know, there's only so much. If, if you say, okay, we're going to stop have the number of wells that we have now, that's the number of wells we're going to allow is the ones we have right now, but we have to get more out of those wells. This is not like pedal harder on a bike, okay? This is not, you know, this isn't what you the way you do more, you drill more. <laughs> I've heard of it that it's way. A, and so Walk faster. It's a, <laughs> it's a statement that is that may be true, might be nice, it may be a wish, but it's practically not not true, um, and practically not possible. So what you so the reality is what you you know you could get some minor upgrade in, in amount of oil in a well, but the productivity you get is the productivity you get. Where productivity gains are made in oil and gas drilling, as we saw during the Obama administration, believe it or not. And it was because the high prices, um, there were not, they didn't put the same kind of caps on being able to actually drill and so new wells. And so those higher prices led to hydraulic fracturing becoming actually 
financially viable. And as a result, hydraulic fracturing, which used to be $80 a barrel was the, was the break-even point. Within a few years, $60 a barrel became a break-even point. And now about 25 to $30 a barrel is the break-even point on hydraulic fracturing. So you can, so you punch more wells and you make a lot more money, but the productivity came because it was, there was, you know, financial incentive to do it. If you stop people from punching wells, you don't figure stuff out, you don't come up with new new technology, you don't figure out how to fix problems on the fly, and consequently you get no productivity gains All right. or limited productivity gains. Man, oh man, can I call you again tomorrow? Because I didn't even get to my uh, uh, the Defense Production Act uh, that the president Oh, yeah, is- yeah absolutely. That's absolutely. I, I, right. I love declaring production production <laughs> yeah. for, Eight, for we gotta, right I, I just i just don't get that pedal faster i'm going to use that one pedal faster that's how we'll get out of I, well, one quick question which needs a really quick answer if gas prices drop dramatically would much of our inflation woes can uh, go away if diesel prices drop dramatically yes Okay, that's all. That's a quick answer. Thank you very much for that. We can uh, flush it out uh, even more tomorrow. I appreciate that. Rick Manning from Americans for Limited Government. And you can read, if you don't want to wait, you can read uh, his thoughts on the uh, Defense Production Act at getliberty.org.